from ucsportsnation.com. This is the High School Playbook. The Upper Cumberland's place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. The month of October is here. We have put week seven of the high school football season in the rearview mirror. There are going to be a lot of big games played during the month of October, but there were a lot of big games played this past Friday night. We're going to be talking about those today here on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Tom Duggan here at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville, and uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Let's hit the scoreboard first. First game of the Upper Cumberland actually occurred on Thursday night as DeKalb County in Region 4-4A took care of business against Livingston Academy. Tigers with a 45-15 win. Isaac Knowles adds three more touchdowns to his resume in that game for DeKalb County. Friday night, Cookville went up to Alcoa, the number one ranked team in Class 3A, and Alcoa built a 27-0 lead at the half. En route to a 38-0 victory over the Cavaliers. Again, Alcoa ranked number one and the state favorite to win Class 3A again this year. Last night, the Upperman Bees took care of business, 41-14 over Macon County. We'll be talking to Coach Adam Kane about that game here in just a moment. It was also Waverly winning at Monterey last night, 19-14. Tough game for both teams defensively. Mason Bowman still comes out with 140 yards rushing for the Wildcats, had a touchdown, and the Monterey defense held Waverly to 243 total yards. York Institute, they score their first region win of the season, 49-0 over Wartburg. Big win for York Institute that puts them right back in the thick of the playoff race in Region 2-2A. Coffee County over Warren County, 33-14 in Region 3-6A. It was a big win for Clay County as they stay undefeated on the season at 6-0, 61-14. The win over Region 4-1A foe Red Boiling Springs. Also last night up in Crossville, Stone Memorial, a 21-9 win over Cumberland County. White County held the lead over Wilson Central at the half. It was a shootout in the second half. Wilson Central emerges with a 43-38 win in Sparta. And the Jackson County Blue Devils also victorious last night, 40-18, getting their first win of the region season, knocking off Maplewood at home. We'll be talking to some of those coaches today. Sean Loftus of Jackson County will join us via telephone as will Kerry Johnson from York Institute. We've got Clay County's Jake Johnson with some of the uh, players for his Bulldog squad here with us as, excuse me, as well and Steve Trapp of DeKalb County. We will have him via telephone later. Right now though it's Adam Kane, the head coach at Upperman and uh, coach Arguably the biggest game of the Upper Cumberland last night was over in Baxter. 41-14 over Macon County. What about the mindset of your team? What was that like going into the game, going into practice each day this week in preparation for that game? Well, it was pretty much the same mindset. Um, you know, we try to try to have some consistency with the way we practice and stuff. Um, I, I think everybody knew it was a a pretty big ball game. They were five and one. We're five and one coming in, and um, they're they're a good team. I. I think the score could have been, uh, may have been a, a, a tad bit misleading. Um, we were able to kind of create a, a two-score uh, lead, but they kept, you know, getting it back to one. And then finally, there in the fourth quarter, we were able to extend it a little bit. But I think the kids were eager to show that um, 
you know that we're 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 a really good team and uh you know obviously we're a work in progress but uh you know i challenged our defense to, that uh, we got a difficult uh, task with their wing t and uh they stepped up to the task for the most part and then uh the big point of emphasis all week was, uh, you know, I was r- really um, um, intent on getting our run game going, and mm-hmm. that starts with the offensive line. And and uh, they didn't enjoy practice last week very much <laughs> because uh, we, we needed to get better. And uh, they came out, and and uh, I feel like we made a little bit of a statement that, hey, maybe um, – you know, maybe we're back to the old upperman where we're running the football. And so um, I was pleased. It was a good performance against a good a good team. And uh, I was glad to at least get a little separation there at the end. In that fourth quarter, I believe it's a, about a 10-point game there at one mm-hmm. point. And they're driving and they actually get into your territory. And yep. you have a big defensive stand there. And then a big interception by Ty Duchess on their next possession. Kind of walk us through what happened there as far as gaining that momentum and really turning things around there in that fourth quarter. Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't like we were just, you know, stoning them all night long. Um, you know, it's a really uh, difficult uh, deal because it's a wing T offense, which is, you know, uh, usually about an 85% run situation for you. And it creates some deals where you a lot of times it's hard to play your base defense against it um or else they'll they'll just keep you know four and five yarding you to death and and you can't get them off the field so it's one of those deals where you got to kind of add another hat to the line of scrimmage which in our case makes it a little more difficult to to play pass defense um usually against the wing t guys you can that's a, not an issue, but they've got a really good quarterback, and I think he threw the ball 20, 25 times last night. Not only that, he creates a lot of, uh, you know, w- w- he does a lot of stuff off schedule, uh, stepping up in the pocket, scrambling, extending plays. I call it accidental offense. Mm-hmm. It's not really what you're calling him to do, but, you know, so he's extending the plays and, and – your 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 secondary is already kind of in a bad spot, but when he does that, it makes it even worse. And and they were able to keep completing balls and move the thing downfield. So they got into our territory quite a few times. That that fourth down stop was huge. Uh, I believe they tried to run a little option game at us, which was not really what they're about. But um, we we blitzed into it. You know, got lucky with a call and. And we were able to string it out and make, you know, make them fumble out of bounds. That was huge. Uh, you know, we come back and and Jackson Rollins goes, I believe, 77 yards. I bl- may have been the next play or, or at least the next, you know, the play after that. But um, it was a, I think it was a gritty performance by our defense. And I know, you know, I, heck, I know everybody's got. You know, why can't you do this and why can't you do that and this, that, and the other. Well. You know, my answer to some of these people is, um, you know, Macon County's pretty good, and they <laughs> practice. They, I'm sure they practice five days a week as well, and they're trying to win the game too. Sure. So it's not going to be a, you know, a perfect situation. I like to see us get competitive in games, and, you know, I hope the way we work, you know, throughout the offseason, throughout the week, 
will help us, you know, will propel us to victory when it's time to win in the in the second half. So, and that that was the case last night. So I was pleased overall. Upperman coach Adam Kane joining us on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Talk about your running game. Three backs go over 100 yards last night. Ty Dutchess, Jackson Rollins, Terrence Dedman all go over 100 yards, kind of your three-headed monster. Uh, and a couple of huge runs, as you mentioned there, but uh, it, it seemed like your running game really had it going on last night, as you mentioned. We did. We did. It starts up front. Now, let me give them O-linemen another shout-out because uh, they deserve it. I mean, I felt like they controlled the line of scrimmage. Um, those guys that you mentioned, you know, Rollins, Terrence, and, uh, and Ty Duchess, you know, they're all kind of dynamic players in their own right. Uh, Ty's kind of our, you know, just straight-line speed guy. Um, he got it started for us last night, and it's always big when he adds the element of the run game. You know, when he when he plays to a dual-threat quarterback role, that that's, makes us a lot better. Uh, you know, Terrence is more of a – he likes to kind of grind it out in there. Uh, he did bust out a long run, and – and I was proud of him for that. And then, and then Jackson, you know, does a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. He can go inside, outside. But I tell you what, when he turns that corner, I've never seen anybody uh, just pull away from people the way wow. he does. So uh, they all bring a little special aspect to it. And when they're when they're all hitting, I think it is difficult to defend us. So uh, that was really good to see. I, 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 you know, I told our offensive coordinator that was, you know, that was a good statement game. Uh, we need to build on it. And uh, if we can continue to get that kind of production, you know, we could be dangerous coming down the stretch. 41-14 again, Upperman over Macon County last night. Coach, you get the bye week this week. Do you feel it's coming at a good time? A lot of coaches like it kind of right at this point as the stretch run is coming up with injuries. You know, you're going to have some bumps and bruises. Do you feel like it's at a good time for you? You know, right now I do think it is. Um, you know, we just ended our first nine weeks of school. Um, I, I could tell, and I was really kind of worried. I, I could tell the kids were really tired. Um you know, any time we gave them a 15, 20, 30-minute break in the locker room in between meetings or in between lifting or whatever, they were all, you know, 80% of them were taking naps. <laughs> and uh, so that was kind of a concern. I was just hoping we could hang on for one more week mm-hmm. and get to the break. Um, you know, but what always happens to me during this, this off week is – by about Wednesday, I'll be wishing that we were playing, and, and, and I'm sure the guys will too. But hopefully we'll get rested up and healed up and, and uh, you know, be able to get a little jump on our next opponent and, um, you know, come back with a with a more energy and, and be refreshed, and that makes it easier to practice and prepare. So I, I do think it's coming at a good time. Well, Coach Adam Kane, I know a couple of big region games still left at DeKalb County Livingston Academy, but you do have the week off to kind of get rested up for that. A great performance by the Upperman Bees last night, and we look forward to seeing what you guys have for the rest of the season. Good luck to you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Coach Adam Kane joining us today here on the High School Playbook. The York Institute Dragons get a big home win last night, 49 to nothing over Wartburg in the Region 2-2A showdown. We head by a telephone 
up to Jamestown to speak with Coach Kerry Johnson this morning. Coach, great win for your team. How proud of you of that defense for putting that big goose egg on the board last night? Well, that is uh, the defense that we thought would be out there all year, honestly. Our, our uh, secondary we thought would be the strength of our team. Uh, I think we only had two interceptions coming into the game all year, and I, and I thought we'd have 10 or 12 by now. Last night we, we, we picked off two and returned them for touchdowns and had, a, I think, another pick. Uh, just created havoc when we had guys swarming around the ball. It was, uh, it was definitely fun to watch. Has that been due more to injuries, just some growing pains? What, what has been the cause of maybe your secondary just now getting up to the point you thought it would be? Uh, a little bit of, of both. We've had uh, we've had some key injuries. A lot of, lost a lot of our skilled guys, and uh, Don Barger's been kind of on one leg a lot of the year. And uh, he's uh, and he had a he, matter of fact, he had one of pick sixes last night. Uh, he's uh, if we can keep him on the field, we're a lot better team with him on the field than we are without him on the field. And of course, uh, the, we had a, we had a freshman out there playing too, and he's starting to learn what's going on uh, and replacing for one of the other guys that went down earlier in the year. And it's uh, you know they're starting to I think see what they're supposed to be, what their job is, and their assignments are supposed to be, and they're not afraid to go ahead and try to make a play. And that's I think we're holding back at times sometimes this year doing that. When you talk about freshmen going into the game, does that make a coach a little bit nervous? I mean, being a first-year player, and I know they played some junior high ball, but how does that as a coach, does it make you a little bit a uh, little bit nervous about that? Uh, I always – one of my things I, I say all the time is if you're having to play freshman, you're probably – you're probably not in a good situation. And we and we got a lot out there right now. And in the first year, you, I would, we didn't have a single one out there. So uh, they've had to learn fast, and and, so, and we got two freshmen in the line and in our offensive line as well. So that's a big, you know, those are the key. And they've got they got to grow up. And yeah, it is. It's you know that they're going to make mistakes, and hopefully they can learn from them. Looking on the other side of the ball, in addition to the goose egg, you put up 49 points on Wartburg last night. Talk about the offensive performance and who stepped up for you last night. We had it was it was a true team effort. Uh, everybody contributed. Uh, we had some we and we dropped uh, two. We've had a lot of drops in the last three or four games. We dropped two touchdowns on top of that last night. Uh, so we need to fix, clean that up some. But we're we're starting to uh, we found a rhythm finally in the in the second quarter, second third quarter. I mean uh, it was nothing nothing at the end of the first quarter. We scored twenty eight in the second. Uh, so. Um, you know, we're starting to find a rhythm there. Maybe we can find some stuff that we can improve on and, and go with. You know, we've been kind of struggling, okay, trying this and this, and then it doesn't work. And, you know, we're kind of been kind of smoking mirrors at times, and maybe we found some stuff that we can, we can, we can definitely go with. We're speaking with York Institute coach Kerry Johnson on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. 49 went over Wartburg last night. You mentioned that 28-point second quarter. What was it that got that rhythm kind of sparked and going for you there in that quarter? Well, it was the defense. Uh, we had a pick six uh, and uh, from Barger and took it to the house. And uh, then we got the uh, – got the – uh, held them three and out, got the ball back, scored again fairly, fairly quickly, kicked off again and uh, made a great – our special teams have just played really well this year. And that's – a lot of people don't mention that. But we have had – our special teams just kept us in games. And last night they made two or three big plays for us on punt returns. But on the kickoff, uh, it was just a normal kick. And the guy, it bounced in front of the uh, – in front of the up, the beat back. And 
we were covering it so well, we had a guy hit him, and another guy recovered it and set up another touchdown. So we scored like 21 points in a couple minutes just because it was really good special teams play. Do you feel like that special teams are something in high school football that maybe goes a little underappreciated and, and maybe just not worked on quite as much as you see on the higher levels? I, I truly believe that, and especially this year, because we have spent more time on it than I've ever had as a coach this year. Uh, and it's, it's paid off some. And of course, we, we did, we've had one letdown on it. We had a pump blocked. And, uh, but other than that, we have played really well on special teams. We've kicked extra, you know, our field goal extra point has been really good this year. Our punt coverage, our kickoff coverage. And we've had a, you know, we've had a kickoff return for a touchdown and should have had probably a couple of others. So, uh, that's, you know, and that's just, I've preached this year on that because I think we can just have some plays on, make plays on special teams. Coach, you're going into the bye week. Is this good timing for the bye week or maybe not so good for you at this point? Uh, I, well, we, we contemplated and I've called around trying to pick up. We, you know, we're one of those teams with, you know, kind of have the eight game, the nine game schedule now because of what the COVID situation hit. But I tried to pick up somebody and we couldn't get anybody. And so at the same time, I think, uh, we can work on what we saw last night that we think that we can go with and really improve on. And so I, I'm going to look at it as a positive thing that we can really work next week and not worry about trying to prepare for somebody and just fix our, and, uh, and just get better our, our, ourselves. I know you don't want to look too far down the road, but that Rockwood game on October 29th is going to have some playoff implications. And, of course, you're right there in the thick of the playoff race now. Just how difficult is it going to be not to look that far ahead and know that's going to be a huge region game for you? Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I, I think these guys will want to try to. They want to win on our home field, and so that's one way we can look not look past that. But it's definitely you're looking at that, especially last night with uh, those guys beating Oneida. It's uh, you know we could come down to. Uh, now we could come down to a three-way uh, tie there if we can we can go down there and maybe knock those guys off at, at their home field. You know, so so that's what we're maybe we we can hope for that. Most definitely, it's a tough region. Of course, Monterey at the top with Oneida, Rockwood, York, and Wartburg. Coach Kerry Johnson, great win for your program last night. Enjoy the bye week, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. I appreciate it. Thanks. The Jackson County Blue Devils, much like the York Institute Dragons, got their first region win last night and their second consecutive win. Jackson County 40-18 to at home over Maplewood last night. Coach Sean Loftus joining us via telephone this morning. Coach Loftus, how good did it feel to get that first region win of the season? Oh, man, it's uh, undescribable. Uh, you know, these oh, my kids, I mean, they, they've worked so hard over the last, uh, you know, couple of years. And, uh, you know, for this bunch to, uh, to get this game over a team that, uh, uh, you know, we've never played before. Uh, but uh, you know they came out and and uh, played extremely hard on both sides of the ball, and I mean, and just the the student body was uh, amazing, and uh, uh, so I, you know, our school and our community should be uh, should be extremely proud of these kids. Coach, you got forty points on offense last night. Let's talk about the offense and uh, who were your key performers that stepped up for you last night? Uh, it was uh, it was really a. Uh, uh, offense by committee. Uh, there in the first half, um, you know, uh, let's see here. Will Flanagan, uh, you know, had uh, had several yards. Uh, Braylon Marcy, uh, Hayden uh, uh, 
Hayden also had uh, several yards who uh, who was our uh, other wing back that we had and then we kind of got in a uh, uh, a stretch there in the first half or off uh, two out of those three kids got uh, got banged up including Austin Birdwell got banged up uh, so uh, you know we were we went in the second half and uh, we really just kind of relied on one uh, one running back until we were able to to kind of get them back, everybody back uh, uh, on and, and run our offense the way we've been running in the first half. So I mean, it was it was pretty much offense by committee last night. Uh, I don't know how many yards we had rushing. Uh, we had two completed passes, um, and uh, you know my kids and so you know up front. I mean, I owe it all to those those kids up front who who pushed and pulled and tugged and, and did everything that they were supposed to do and uh, and worked their butts off last night. And those kids, and I mean, I had a lot of sore kids, a lot of banged-up kids, uh, but they gutted it out and, uh, and finished the thing out. I know that when you're a coach, you're probably always nervous till the final horn, but did you ever get a sense last night that you your guys had control of this game? Uh, you know, I, you know, right there in the second half, you know, they hadn't really stopped us. Um, but I knew also that, uh, you know, they were extremely dangerous as well. We take the opening kickoff and go 65 yards for a touchdown. But then we kick the ball off to them. And, uh, I mean, they're just so dangerous uh, and so athletic. And the first play from scrimmage, I mean, they get the edge on us and uh, – and score, and it's just like somebody got shot out of a rocket uh, when, they, when their their kid took off down the sideline. And, but we got a couple of stops. We kept on scoring. Um, I think we only had one drive, and that drive was, uh, you know, that was that was my fault. Uh, you know, I called a play I probably shouldn't have. We threw an interception, and that was after a turnover. Um, and uh, you know we didn't. That was the only drive that didn't end in a uh, in a score for us. Uh, but but still, I mean, there. I probably believe after we got a couple uh, stops there in the third, and we kept on scoring. That was going to. I kind of thought that we could put this thing away. But again, it was. You still in the back of your mind, you knew. Uh, you know how athletic Maplewood was, and just uh, the potential. And we just knew that we had to just keep on pounding the ball. We had to keep on scoring touchdowns to, uh, uh, you know, hopefully hang on to that win. We're speaking to Coach Sean Loftus of the Jackson County Blue Devils here on the High School Playbook. Coach, how does winning a couple of games, you get Livingston, you get a big win there, Maplewood in a big region this week, you go into your bye week, what kind of confidence, though, are you seeing in your players right now? Oh, this is a uh, – um, you know, a totally different football team than than we were just three weeks ago. Um, when we we cleaned up a lot of things, we cleaned up uh, offensively. Our um, you know our our pre snap penalties, uh, you know, and things like that. But it's also been the the only time we've had everybody healthy back to back weeks, uh, and that. That, uh, that that helps out a lot too. Um, you know, we're we don't have a lot of kids on our roster. We're playing with thirty kids, and uh, you know, we we really depend on uh, you know fourteen, fifteen kids to play for us, and, and that's on all three phases. Uh, 
but uh, you know it's uh, it's extremely confident uh, you know booster for these last two weeks uh, for us to, uh, to 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 come out with with wins and and going into a bye week and a in a week that we probably uh, it couldn't come at a better time you know like I said we were were kind of banged up a little bit but uh, but still I mean we're riding that high uh, hopefully going into a uh, what's uh, what's become even a, a, a bigger uh, region game in two weeks uh, uh, at Smith County. Uh, so I just hope that, you know, we can, uh, you know, continue to, to get better and we can, uh, you know, continue to improve on what we're doing and the kids are buying in. And, of course, it's always easier to, to come uh, go to practice, you know, after, after W's than it is after an L. Jackson County firmly in the playoff race, as you mentioned. Big game coming up on the 15th with Smith County and then Stratford on the 29th. And uh, you're right in the hunt in the pack, and I know that's got to be exciting. Coach Sean Loftus, thank you for a few minutes of your time, and enjoy the week off. No, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Tom. Coming to you live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville, Coach Jake Johnson will join the high school playbook when we come back next. The Clay County Bulldogs continue to put themselves in the driver's seat for the Region 4-1A Championship. Another big region win for them last night. 61-14 over Red Boiling Springs. Coach Jake Johnson joining us live here at Chick-fil-A. Uh, Coach, big win, and I know you know Red Boiling Springs is a, uh, a team that's still trying to really get the, the balance up under them and uh, uh, get their feet on the ground. But still, it's a region game, a region win, and I know that's the main focus for you and your team. Absolutely, and you know that's what we talked about going into it. You know, with the win last night over Red Bull, and you know we secured at at very least, you know, second in our region, guarantees us another um, home playoff game, which is huge for our program because honestly, there's there's only been one, you know, in, in Clay County schools history. You got to go back to the Salina days, to right? Look for another one of those. And I know it's got to be exciting for your players, of course, and we're going to talk to a couple of those players here in just a few minutes. But who were the outstanding performers of your team last night? Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, looking back into it, um, I think out of the nine-ish touchdowns, you had, you know, eight different guys score them. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, Alec Kerr, uh, which was all st- he's been an All-State player for us, uh, had three punt returns, but all three of them called back you know right. that that's that's such a <laughs> such a rarity to, for that to happen but uh you know and that's that's a good feeling you can't really pinpoint you know one guy two guys you know whoever however uh, about getting things done it was a complete team literally from top to bottom of the roster it, it might be a better question who have been you know the players that have really stepped up leadership roles things such as that during the course of this season and the 6 and 0 start Oh, uh, definitely uh, the the two OG seniors is what we call them. Uh, you know, there are two four-year seniors we've had, uh, Carson Sharp and Wade Coons. Uh, they've came in since freshmen uh, and have played huge roles for us. And, uh, you know, just their presence in the locker room uh, is so important to us and what we do and how we do things. It's like having two other coaches out there. Absolutely. Coach, when you start, and I know it's kind of hard to start looking ahead, and uh, we talked a little bit about this before we went on the air, that Gordsville game, of course, looming large in region. How do you kind of keep your mind off of it? Maybe more difficult, how do you keep your players' mind off of it? Uh, you know, as time goes on and the closer the game gets, it's it's not exactly easy. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it becomes harder week to week, uh, you know, especially now ensuring that that game will, in fact, be for the region championship, you know. 
Uh, however, you know, we've still got Scott High School this next week. Right. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of football to be played between, you know, now and then. And, you know, being undefeated is not the most uh, important thing in the world to us. But, however, uh, you know, it's one game at a time. And that's something, you know, I, I even tell myself guilty at times, you know, just thinking about the gravity and the magnitude <laughs> of everything that, you know, could possibly happen with that game. We've still got to focus on where we're at. Exactly. And is it easy kind of to keep your – players grounded looking at 6-0 and and not get them to be too overconfident but yet keep their focus on one game at a time it is and these guys do a good job of that and, you know it's kind of like i said earlier uh you know those two young men that we mentioned you know wade and carson do mm-hmm. a fantastic job of uh you know reeling those guys back in and getting them grounded and back to earth we're going to talk to wade and carson here in just a moment we will Squeeze in a quick break. Coach Jake Johnson with the Clay County Bulldogs, our guest. And we'll get the two OG seniors, as you call them, <laughs> up on the microphone. Next, you're listening to the High School Playbook, presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Clay County, a big 61-14 win over Red Boiling Springs last night. We're going to bring a couple of the uh, seniors to the microphone. Uh, Coach Johnson referred them as the OG seniors. We've got Carson Sharp and Wayne Coons. Wade Coons, I'm sorry. Uh, Wade, we'll start out with you. And uh, what makes you guys the OGs, uh, the OG seniors, just because you've been there all four years? Yeah, uh, we've had some new guys come out this year, but we've kind of been the two that's set the foundation for us the last couple of years and stuff like that. Do you consider yourself to be one of the leaders both on and off the field for oh, your yes, team? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. How do you embrace that leadership role, and how do you lead by example? Oh, you just got to always do the right thing and just uh, look, just try to – Make everybody have fun and practice and stuff like that. Just set the tone for everybody. Do you find it easy or difficult to, I hate to say get in a teammate's face, but get on to a teammate, we'll put it that way, if you feel like they're just not really pulling their weight? Uh, not really now, but at first it was. But now it's just kind of they know I'm meaning well when I talk to them and stuff like that. If I get on to them, they, just, they know it's because I love them and stuff like that. When I say Clay, Clay County is 6-0 and and has a shot at a region championship, what's the first thing that crosses your mind? Uh just excited to be in that situation again in my sophomore year we was playing monterey for the region championship but this year we'll probably be playing gordon's before it just really excited to be back in one of those situations now i talked to coach johnson about this and coaches and players sometimes are a little different in these type of questions but looking ahead you know gordonsville's looming on down the road but you've got some more football before then is it hard to focus on the next opponent knowing that game is on down the road? Uh, not really. You know, just my goal, I always just say one and over every week, and you do that, you are be successful week in and week out. I always have to ask this, too. Now, something about the head coach that uh, that we don't know about Coach Johnson that, that people might really get a kick out of, what would that be? Uh, I don't really know that one. Uh, is he a, like, is he, he, well, he's sitting right here, so is, yeah. is that maybe a little hard to answer? Is he a funny guy? Is he a, what, what, uh, what one attribute about him really stands out? And it can be off the football field as well as on. Uh, just really intense guy, just uh, always cracking jokes with us and stuff like that, <laughs> a lot of inside jokes with him. <laughs> I always like to put the player on the spot. We'll get to Carson Sharp. Carson, running back and defensive back for the Clay County Bulldogs. And uh, I'm going to ask you the same question about the leadership aspect of being a senior what that means to you and how important that is to you well uh i just really like you know everybody kind of looking up to me because i like keeping them you know fired up wade's more of the keeping them focused i kind of keep the energy in the locker room you know (laughs) get everybody fired up to play so you're you're the more intense guy you would say 
No, White's pretty pretty intense. You just you're just more excited yeah. and he's more intense. Yeah. Okay, so you're like a fire him up kind of guy. So like to fire him up. Would you consider yourself to be the kind of leader that would get in a teammate's face if they're not pulling their weight? Uh, I've had to a few times this week. Uh, I don't really care to, like Wade said. They know <laughs> they know we mean well. We love them all, and uh, I'm just looking out for them in the long run. Going into the season, before you even played your first game, what did you think this Clay County team could accomplish this year? Well, I knew this this year would be a special year. I mean, this group has played a lot of football together, and I mean, most of us have been starters for three or four years, and it's finally finally time for us to do what we can do. And the one thing I asked your teammate a moment ago about keeping that focus, you know, Scott High is your next game, but there's a big, big game looming for likely the region championship with Gordsville. How do you maintain your focus one game at a time? Well, sometimes Coach has to calm me down a little bit. I'll come, in the, <laughs> come into his classroom during school and ask for film with people we may not even play. We'll play them three or four rounds into the playoffs, and he'll just be like, man, you need to calm down a little bit. we got some, some games before then. What do you enjoy most about the Friday Night Lights? What's the one thing that, more than anything, just gets you amped up before a football game? I just being in the locker room with my guys. You know, we've we've all been friends for as long as I can remember. I just love being out there on the field with them. What's something that really bonds this team together? And I'll say off the field because really a good football team has to bond together off the field before they can on. Well, we, like I said, man, we've been we've been friends for so long. All these guys, we've grown up together. We've played football for, shoot, 10, 10 or 15 years. We started young, and we're just all, all a family pretty much. Well, Wayne Coons and Carson Sharp, you guys are right in the middle of a great season, 6-0, and and uh, got a potential to go a long way. We wish you guys the best of luck throughout the season. Thank you. Coach, we'll bring you back to the microphone. and. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Scott High. That's one of those, uh, you and I were talking about one of those places you, you really can't get there from here without <laughs> turning left, right, and left a few more times. But uh, uh, typically, the, you know, they've had a pretty competitive football program there. What do you know about Scott this year? Uh, well, you know, they're they're big. Uh, they're big. They're physical. Uh, you know, anytime you step up in classification, you know, uh, regardless of their record, uh, you know, a lot deeper team with numbers. You know, we're single A. They're four A. Right. Uh, so, uh, it's it's going to be a challenge. Taking a look at your squad at this point, you're a little beyond the midway point. Some things that you still feel like, eh, we need to work this out a little bit more, work on this a little bit and get better in these this or these particular areas. Okay. Uh, you know, number one, uh, it's something because we are not the most – we're not. The, let me put it this way: we're not the biggest guys, you know, in right. the world. Uh, so you know, there's a, at times, you know, we struggle blocking in the run game uh, due to various reasons. But that's you know, that's something we have, uh, you know, got better at. Uh, same old cliched stuff: tackling, wrapping up, finishing plays. But I mean, as far as overall, I mean, it, it's it's hard to say that you know we're not pleased with where we're at right now. And uh, obviously, the goal is to get better every day, every week, and right. you know, moving forward. Kind of turning the tables on the players a little bit. What what kind of camaraderie do you see from this group? What's what really makes this group special? What kind of bond do they have? Well, I mean, they're always together, uh, whether it be football practice or not. You know, I always overhear them in the locker room talking about plans or or you know other things they're they're going to go do with each other. Uh, but I mean, these guys. I mean, when they say family, I mean they mean it. You know. Uh, and that's all of them. Uh, we we have a, a very tight team bond, and I think uh, you know it speaks volumes about their success and how they play for each other. 
Well, Coach, 6-0 start to the season. You go to Scott next week, and there's a big game, a big game looming, but a lot of good games down the stretch. We wish you and the Bulldogs a lot of success. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Let's head down to Smithville, the DeKalb County Tigers, on Thursday night. Where it went to Tennessee Tech's Tucker Stadium to take on Livingston Academy. Coach Steve Trapp joining us via telephone is DeKalb County a winner 45-15 to in that game. Coach, were you able to dictate the tempo of that game right out of the gate on Thursday? Well, it's something that we put a focus on all week. Uh, you know, we just felt like we had some opportunities to, you know, get our offense rolling. Uh, you know, Briz Trapp was able to come back and be our starter again. So just really wanted to get him into the game with, you know, with what he's best at, you know, and that's throwing the football and reading defenses. And then Isaac Knowles out there at receiver just, uh, you know, hadn't played that in two weeks. So just wanted to get his legs a little loose. So, yeah, we opened the game up with a shot play and, uh, you know, it worked from there and, uh, you know, had a few other ones as well. But it was definitely a focus of ours to try to get our offense uh, rolling in all regards right off the bat. Having Briz back at quarterback, that, that kind of frees you up to put Isaac. You put him in a variety of roles anyway, but is it more helpful when you do have your starting quarterback to make Isaac even more of a weapon on the field? Well, I mean, he's a weapon, and uh, it's just been proven more so over the last couple of weeks with him filling in at quarterback and, uh, which you've known me for a long time, Tom. You know, we like throwing the football, but, um, you know, that's not always the number one thing. Ultimately, we want to put our guys in the, the situation to be successful. And, you know, I think what we've got going right now is the ability to throw the football with Briz. Now, he can still run it, too. He had some good runs the other night on some reads. And, uh, but also bringing that five package in, what we call it, and, and allowing Isaac just to be Isaac, you know, and uh, be athletic back there and make plays. But he can also throw the ball a little bit, too. So, uh, you know, hopefully it's frustrating on opponents, defensive coordinators to prepare for, and hopefully we can keep growing and building off of it and, and keep executing and, uh, you know, just have fun on offense. Uh, a lot of is made of Isaac, of course. He's a great football player, but you've got a couple of kids in the backfield and Kobe Barnes and Nathaniel Crook that have carried the ball for you. And what's been a really successful run game for you this year, how have they just progressed through the course of the season? And do people kind of take them for granted as weapons on the field? Well, like I said, I think a lot of people think DeKalb County and what we've done over the last decade or so and think, uh, you know, passing, passing, passing. But, you know, really you can look at our stats. And, you know, I've had coaches tell me that prepare for us. Well, you're really balanced. Um, you know, and, and like I said, we don't go into a game like, oh, well, we want to be 50-50, 60-40. We go into a game and, you know, we just want to, like I said, put our guys in situations to be successful. And, if we feel that that's a throwing week, then so be it. If it's a running week, so be it as well. But what Kobe and Nathaniel has done, and you know, when you can mix in the quarterback run game with like what we had with Axel last year, and when we put Kid there, and like I said, don't sleep on Bree has been able to run it either. But um, you know, they're both averaging over six yards a carry. Uh, you know, last week or two weeks ago, uh, you know Isaac and both running backs, Nathaniel and Kobe, they were all over 100 yards. This week, all three of them was over 90 yards. Uh, it's our third week in a row we've rushed for over 315 yards, and I don't know if I've ever done that before since I've been here. But, um, you know, so I think we've got a lot of good stuff going on and a lot of things that teams have to prepare for. But none of this will be taking place if those five guys up front hadn't improved how they played and how they started the year. So, you know, Diego up front, you know, three-year starter, Shady Rankle, he's, he's, I think, over the last two weeks, he's he's improved greatly. Brandon Socks, Ian Jones, and you know, Will Ferris, uh, you know, those guys have done a really good job up front for us. That allowed all this other stuff to start taking place behind them. 
We're talking to Coach Steve Trapp of the DeKalb County Tigers on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. You mentioned that offensive line, and I know you've had some bumps and bruises there, but you talk about the development there, and you're seeing some of these younger players step up. Do you still feel like you've got good enough quality depth? I know you don't want to see injuries down the stretch, but this is the time of year where you are going to have a few more bumps and bruises. Do you feel good about the depth of that unit? No. I mean, just to be honest with you, I mean, uh, you know, with Brian Portillo going down in the preseason, uh, we felt really good about uh, the depth that we had on both sides of the line and where those guys wouldn't be 100% two-way players. You know, uh, you know, Will Ferris is just a sophomore, but, uh, you know, he was a, a defensive starter last year for us. Uh, knew he was going to grow in to be a good offensive lineman for us, too, but uh, you know, that kind of puts him into going both ways. We've had some guys step up that allows us to get some of them guys off the field, get reps. But, uh, you know, we took our our middle linebacker, Isaiah Harrington, we take an extra jersey every week just in case we need an extra lineman. And if that situation happens, we change jerseys on the sidelines. That's happened to us a couple times already. Uh, you know, May, Josh May's in the same situation. He's uh, never played O-line, but that was one thing his brother did for us back when he played for us is, uh, we had some injuries up front, so we, we throw a different jersey on them. So they're training through the week offensively to beat a lineman. Uh, and if that situation comes up, then that's what we'll have to do. But, you know, Aaron Hatfield has really stepped his game up. He's, uh, you know, so he's kind of become our sixth man on our line. You know, he's a young guy, but not big in stature, but, uh, but big in his grit. Uh, so really like how he's, he's stepped up and made us feel a little better about our depth. But yeah, right now that, that is a lean group. Uh, but it is a group that's working really hard. And uh, I think last week and the week before is the first time all year we've had the same five starting at the same position two weeks in a row. So, again, you've you, you got to have those five guys gelling for your offense to work. And uh, they've done a better job over the last couple of weeks. Coach, DeKalb County is always going to be known for their offense and being able to throw the ball around and run the ball and, and have a good offense. But defensively, it seems like the team has really grown as the season's gone along. What has impressed you most about the continued development of your defensive unit? Uh, well, I just appreciate, you know, what Coach Shaw and our defensive coaches are giving these guys. And, and that's one thing I was impressed with all the way through spring and our preseason uh, uh, scrimmages and things like that. And I think our defense has played fairly well. I think the one game where we were just out of sorts was the Watertown game. And uh, just, you know, I just don't think our team mentally – uh, reset after that Macon County game, and that's a whole other story. But other than that, I think our defense has played really well. Um, you know, we less than 150 yards of offense, you know, two or three weeks in a row here. So uh, they're doing a really good job. And again, it's just you know try to keep it simple for these guys. You know, alignment is crucial. Uh, I think those are some of the issues we had early on. But you know, alignment is crucial, and then just know your job and then go play. And uh, like I said, these guys are doing a better job with that. And this next four-week stretch that we've got is going to be, you know, very critical from the, the very good opponent opponents coming up uh, and games that mean a whole lot as far as postseason implications. So it's uh, we've got to make sure that we be in tune and we're playing our best football here down the stretch. Well, Coach Steve Trapp is a very competitive region, as we know, with Upperman making to Cap Stone Memorial all two and one or better in region play. So. It should be a fun, exciting stretch in Region 44A. We wish you and the Tigers the best of luck down the stretch. I appreciate it, Tom. Thank you. DeKalb County will travel to McMinnville to take on border rival Warren County next Friday night in a makeup game from week one of the regular season. We will look ahead to the games coming up in week eight when the high school playbook continues. 
Recapping scores from week seven in the Upper Cumberland Thursday night, DeKalb County over Livingston Academy, 45-15. Isaac Knowles accounts for three touchdowns, two of those rushing, one receiving. Alcoa Blanks Cookville, 38 to nothing. The number one team in Class 3A had a 27-0 lead at the half. Number nine, Upperman in Region 4, 4A. Number nine and 4A are the Bees, and they take it to Macon County last night, 41-14, over 300 yards rushing and five touchdowns in the victory for Upperman on Friday night. Waverly ranked number eight in the state in Class 3A, knocked off Monterey 19-14. Mason Bowman for the Wildcats, 140 rushing yards and a touchdown. York Institute got their first region win of the season big time over Wardburg. 49 to nothing was the final score. It was Coffee County taking out Warren County in Region 3, 6A last night. 33-14 was the final score there. Clay County, as we talked about a few moments ago, big win in Region 4, 1A over Red Boiling Springs. 61-14 was the final score. In the Battle of Cumberland County last night, Stone Memorial got the victory over Cumberland County. 21-9 was the final score there. It was White County in a shootout with Wilson Central last evening in Sparta. Wilson Central rallies from a halftime deficit. They went at 43-38 over the White County Warriors. Jackson County also getting their first region win of the season. The Blue Devils have now won back-to-back games. They take out Maplewood by the score of 40-18. to 18. Some other area scores of interest last night. It was Gordonsville over Joe Burns, 48-6. The Gordonsville Tigers improved to 7-0. And as we mentioned, that big showdown looming with Clay County on October 29th. Both of those teams still undefeated with Clay County now at 6-0 on the season. It was Smith County traveling down to Metro and beating Stratford last night. 24-7 as the Owls now hold down second place in Region 5-3A. And also Cannon County goes above the 500 mark last night. It was Cannon County beating Grundy County 14-0. The Week 8 schedule, well, somewhat light in the Upper Cumberland. Several teams do have a bye this upcoming week. The games of note, DeKalb County, as we mentioned, and a border rivalry game in McMinnville will take on Warren County next Friday night. It will be Livingston Academy in a big uh, game in Region 4-4A. They will travel over to Crossville to play much improved Cumberland County. A big one for playoff implications for those two schools. Clay County, as we mentioned, will travel to Scott High School. And in terms of the Upper Cumberland schedule, that's it for next week for football. Cookville, Upperman, Monterey, York Institute, Stone Memorial, and Jackson County all with a bye week in week eight. But uh, there's going to be some huge games coming up, certainly down the stretch, mentioning that Livingston-Cumberland game and, of course, DeKalb County, Warren County, anytime they get together, a big border battle there. We want to thank our coaches for coming out today and being part of the show. Adam Kane of Upperman High School, Coach Jake Johnson from Clay County High School, and the coaches that joined us via telephone, and uh, Kerry Johnson, Sean Loftus, and Steve Trapp of the DeKalb County Tigers. I want to thank Katie, our on-site producer. I want to thank Will back at the studios pushing all the buttons, Joseph State, and helping produce the show this week. For the High School Playbook, I'm Tom Duggan saying so long from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive.